Hello and welcome to Green Mint. I'm Lakshmi Karthanev. And I'm Dr. Hamad Al-Sinawi. And today we're talking about something very important for a teenager. And that is something they sometimes keep quiet and feel very lonely about it because they don't want to share, especially with parents because they don't want them probably to feel let down. But it can happen at any age, but teenagers really have it painful. So, uh, Dr. Hamad, we're going to be talking about uh, bullying. Well, bullying is an important issue. It's interesting you mentioned it's something that happens at teenager, but actually it happens for others. But because we are talking about teenager, yes. we can focus about that. And the, the, it's more painful maybe at the teenager, the vulnerable. Yes, especially, let's start by defining uh, what, is bullying? what is bullying. So basically, in simple terms, bullying is an act of uh, causing harm and hurt to another person or forcing them to do something they don't want to do, something embarrassing, something humiliating. And uh, it's usually a repetitive behavior, and uh, damage can be long-lasting. And uh, although you know the common knowledge that sometimes is to do with the victims, so people who are either too short, too tall, too fat, too thin, and uh, because they come from a different cultural background or they have uh, religious differences, they would be the victim. Sometimes simple fact like wearing glasses or being too smart. So kids would be called a nerd, for example, or a bookworm or four eyes, such kind of can be, you know, we can brush it off, but maybe for a teenager, they might be vulnerable, as you said, so it might damage the way they perceive themselves. Because it is at that age when we are really looking for our identity. And what looking looking to be liked, I think. Yes. So actually, and accepted. exactly. So when you are, you know, young and at home, by default, your parents love you, and well, most of the time, they love you, they care for you. You are the prince or the princess. But when you go out, it's, there is where reality checks happen in. So you are bound to find people who might dislike you, unlike you, but the opposite. Some people might be horrible toward you. They might be constantly uh, undermining your whatever you do. Sadly, sometimes it's not just students, but sometimes teachers can be play part because of something. Usually we talked about, you know, the, the something changes that is in the victim, but most of the time, most of the study focus about, it's actually about the person, the bully. So sometimes bully have low self-esteem themselves. So this is the way they establish their power by being horrible to those who are weak. Uh, some bullies are jealous, especially when the victim is somebody who is in a better school performance, they are winning awards. And some bullies, sadly, the behavior is encouraged because they are popular. So the gang of friends, they find it as part of being popular is being the, the alpha. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. alpha. Yeah. So it's, sadly, this can be something that is repetitive. Uh, uh, the victim might be suffering in silence and the consequence can be variable. Some kids start to be withdrawn. They spend more time on their own. They shut down, some of them because of the constant anxiety. Some of them even stop going to school or hate the concept of school. Uh, Sometimes when the extremes, if somebody is slightly overweight and because of bullying, they might develop what we call eating disorder. Mm-hmm. So they start, they stop eating, they get into anorexia, their body weight drops significantly because they, for some reason, want to... They start internalizing, so they start blaming themselves. They say, it must be something to do with me, otherwise I would not have been picked on. Some cases, severe cases, there are a few cases reported that bullying, constant bullying, can be 
a cause for suicide or depression or uh, things like addiction to, to alcohol and drugs, which is something that we start to see more during teenagers. Really? Yeah. Now, yeah. so um, for example, what from what I understood is the bully is usually somebody with low self-esteem yes. and trying to prove something exactly. and make himself feel or herself feel better by putting someone else yeah. down and feel, think they're popular. Yes, interestingly, some studies suggest bullies were bullied themselves. Ah, this so, is what I was yeah, thinking. So yeah. this is sometimes it's an act of revenge. Mm. For example, why me? Why was this allowed to happen to me? Now I have to be the bully and, you know, experience the other side mm-hmm. so uh, what should we what should you would you say to a bully because a bully never comes for counseling yes it is the victims who come for counseling unfortunately exactly so uh, it's about i think uh, it's useful to recognize there is an issue so no denial from you know school authorities parents they need to be vigilant so if you see that your child or your teenage son or daughter is reluctant to go to school for no reason, have a conversation with them. Sometimes they share out because the, the amount of bullying makes them question themselves. They might feel that nobody loves them actually, just like the bully says. They might shut down, they might feel ashamed of sharing this with their parents. So try to have that constant conversation from, a, from early age so the child feels safe to come and share what happened at school so you can probably ask Maybe during lunch or whenever you meet the teenager person, son or daughter, you say, how was your day? So it's an open question. It's an invitation for them to decide what they would like to share with you. Also, if you notice there, uh, again, we talked about anger, being moody, being frustrated, being aggressive. Sometimes that this could be a lashing out. So they are too angry. They can't express that anger toward their bully. So they direct to their parents. Uh, also things like changes in uh, if the person is starting to have exhibit uh, constant worries about their looks, about their body shape. This is where you like, have to have a conversation. Sometimes school teachers help us and sometimes some bullies are testing the water. So having a clear policy that is implemented not just in the books but actually in reality. So it has to be clear like zero tolerance for bullying. And this is, this is the same for you know, bullying in organization, which is uh, slightly different, especially when it comes from mature, supposedly mature people. But the dynamics and probably the backgrounds would be similar. So there's always a person who wants to, ex- it's about power. It's a sense of being strong and powerful towards somebody who become the victim. So um, would parents actually realize that their child is bullying somebody and should they take the uh, the step forward to bringing the child to a counselor? I think therapy? that's very important. It's important not to uh, make the bully a horrible person yeah. because that antagonizes them more mm-hmm. and that reinforces anger toward the, the rest of society yeah. so which makes it difficult to... I think it's important that it's about having the conversation with them and maybe make them see light. That, for example, I can understand that you are not doing well at school, but I don't think it helps if you start bullying so-and-so who is doing well. Uh, try to be more uh, understanding, because sometimes even brothers and sisters can bully themselves, yeah. which is very dangerous, because that can happen in a supposedly a supporting and loving environment. 
and it can take longer and it has a more lasting damage. Plus, sometimes parents might play a role in this by trying to deny it, number mm. one, or trying to And justify. protect their son or exactly. daughter. Even when the son and the daughter is the uh, 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 the complice, not the victim, yeah. but you yeah. know, the bully themselves, because yeah. they're trying, oh, it's okay, he's your older brother, so he gets the message that yes. he can get away with yes. it. So, in a sense, and if he does that at home, he will easily exactly. do it outside. So it's, 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 uh, usually it's a character, so you, it's not like they switch on and switch off, but something to do with the person. This is how they see the world. Some of them might be in denial, they might not see the consequence of what, what they're doing. Um, Dr. Hamid, also a lot of times, even adults, because maybe it's a set pattern, they think it's a sense of humor to laugh at someone, not even realize and not have an empathy on what they're going through. That's the key word. Some bullies have no empathy. And you mentioned about laughing. Sadly, some of the, what we see in media, maybe it's less now, they used to have those what we call stereotypes. So it's okay to laugh at an obese person. It's okay to laugh or treat somebody who is from a different ethnic background, too dark, too light, uh, have, you know, again, stereotypic behavior by saying certain people from certain country, uh, it's okay to laugh. So that enforces, it becomes the norm. And kids are very easily influenced but what, by what they see in media. So sometimes it's the wanting to gain publicity and being funny and accepted that makes the bully even more bully. So he will make this comment, he gets laughs. But at somebody's cost. Exactly, somebody's cost, yeah. So this is extremely important when you're a teenager, whether you've been a victim or you are in the habit of laughing at someone else, may not realize you're bullying, but actually comes down to that. Yes, that definitely, that's it. Okay, what would you like to say to the person who could be a potential bully? Uh, I think it's, uh, you need to realize that what you're doing is uh, not helping you and definitely putting someone else at harm as an ease. Uh, we didn't get touch upon cyberbullying, which is another hot topic, especially that is the thing about cyberbullying is that it can be more horrible and more constant because you actually don't they see have the access. person. Not just access, but you can be anonymous. Yes. So you can use nicknames. Mm-hmm. You don't see the impact because sometimes if this is a person you bully, you can see they are suffering. But somebody who is just you may throw online, you might not see the impact. And to sometimes it's, uh, it's sometimes I could say it's, it's encouraged because. Everybody is doing it, especially if you, for example, use Instagram, you can see some of the comments are very hurtful, but then you feel fine because you're not the only one. So you kind of, you share in this beating Mm -hmm. sort of. Mm -hmm. So cyberbullying is is a a very dangerous concept. It's something that uh, might not be easily recognizable. It can be tormenting to the person because, let's face it, nobody can live without internet these days. So... Uh, a bully can uh, have access through different account. They start stalking their victim. They can constantly, probably, uh, publish rumors about them. Something that is humiliating, that is embarrassing, that is fake. But because of the access to social media, then get posted, and then the person gets more uh, negative impacts out of it. On that note, lots to think about. It's time for us to say thank you for joining us and looking forward to next week. I'm Lakshmi Kathanen. I'm Dr. Hamad Sinawi. With Ariel Jawesh and Nasr Al-Harasi. Thank you for joining us.